Welcome everyone. Today we are talking with Femi Bencoli, 26-year-old IT auditor with one of the big four. Femi grew up in Dundalk and is currently living in Dublin and is the, one of the co-creators of Black and Irish Facebook and Instagram pages dedicated to sharing stories of being Black and Irish and starting some very interesting conversations. Femi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. That's probably one of the nicest introductions I've ever heard. So, <laughs> I was like, is she talking about me? <laughs> Are you too modest? <laughs> so tell me, Femi. Thank you very much for having me on. You're very welcome. Where are you originally from? And how old were you when you came to Ireland? So I am originally from Nigeria, and I was six years old when my parents dragged me over here. Oh my God, Like that, I was seven years old when my family left Brazil and I grew up in the United okay. States. So it's like, I, oh, I, I, I can totally yeah. identify with the experience. Do you remember anything from back home? Do you know what? I have like a few like distinct, like two very distinct memories. I remember uh, one like my fifth birthday. So my nanny like owns like a very large compound and a plethora of houses in the same place. I remember it was on my fifth birthday, I had a birthday card and I went knocking around every of our neighbors' doors to give me like uh, <laughs> a present. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that's like one of my most distinct memories of being back up. Really weird. Why did you think that everybody was gonna give you a birthday present? <laughs> I don't know, but they, they gave. So. <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant! <laughs> Have you been back home since you've come live in Ireland? Shockingly enough, no. Um, I'm always actually like embarrassed to answer that question. Um, <laughs> but no, I haven't been back home yet. Um, like my parents would go back home, like uh, they've probably been home over the last 20 years a handful of times themselves. But I think it's mainly because of like our, our, our family set up. So obviously my grandma lives in Nigeria, but then all of like her kids, like the large majority bar one or two, one maybe, all live like around the world. So like, you know, in America, Canada, the UK, Ireland, so it's like, you know, if you're going home, you only visit our nanny, but our nanny lives the best life ever and she travels around the world on a yearly basis to see her kids. <laughs> so <laughs> there's more of a reason, that's more of the reason why I haven't been home than no. me, you know, running away. <laughs> <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. Is there anything about your culture that sticks out in your memory that you really love? Um, I love all of it. Um, especially like, you know, the older I got, the more I was like, you know, this is great, you know, we're unique, we're Yoruba. So Yoruba is, I'm, I'm, I'm Nigerian, but I'm Yoruba. So it's like one of the tribes or subcultures of Nigerians, as you want to call it. And uh, just loads of great characteristics about us that I really, really love and I, and I enjoy by ourselves, you know? Share with us some of the characteristics that you like. Um, we are positive and playful and it is great. Um, it's great with, you know, I think the older I got, uh, the more I started to exhibit those characteristics or into those characteristics, like my family and my parents, like I'd have a fantastic relationship with my mom and dad. And that's like based off like, you know, our hearing personalities from being Yoruba. So, you know, we like to have a laugh about everything. We like to joke about everything. We like to look on the bright side about everything. But we're also like, you know, very hardworking and, you know, instill like, you know, some like, you know, good life characteristics or traits or maybe behaviors uh, based off our culture. Sounds absolutely brilliant. What's something interesting about your culture that most people don't know about? 
Uh, ooh, I don't know. I think there's there's many many things people don't know about, or many things that people do know about. I think a controversial one would be like we make the best jollof rice. So there's a thing around. <laughs> it's a big statement. So there's a thing around like Africans. Uh, we all have a version of jollof rice, and there's like Canadian jollof rice, Nigerian jollof rice. But Yoruba make the best. Is there any restaurant, which restaurant in Dublin do you think serves the best jollof rice? Do you know what? I actually, I wouldn't go to many like Nigerian African restaurants. Uh, my mom, my mom's a caterer, she's a cook. Right. <laughs> so, so you get the best at home. <laughs> I get the best at home. And if I'm going out to, rest to restaurants, like buy Nigerian food, she'd be so annoyed at me. She's like, I taught you better than that. You should cook your own damn food. <laughs> That's fair. That's... It's a restaurant of mom. <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah, I would prefer mom's cooking any day over restaurant food of like Brazilian yeah. variations. So tell me, when you were growing up in Ireland, was it difficult integrating into Irish culture or what was your experience like? Yeah, do you know what? This was actually a question that I, you know, started to ask myself properly like recently because, you know, just the way we grew up and in the world we live in, we actually, you, we never like spend any time reflecting on our experiences growing up. I'm just living for tomorrow, living today. And I don't, you know, go back and think. Uh, but yeah, it definitely initially coming into Ireland um, at such a young age, it's very, it was, it, was, it was quite difficult to integrate. You know, you're, the way I like to explain it is you're undergrown, undergoing a, a massive culture, culture clash. So, you know, I said my parents are Nigerian and Yoruba. They're very proud, Nigerians and Yoruba. So while at home, they try their very, very best to imprint our culture upon me every single day. And then, you know, I go out and I'm in school, interacting with friends, Irish people, and I'm also, you know, assimilating huge parts of that culture. And the difficult thing is, you know, Nigerian or Yoruba culture versus Irish culture are very, very different and sometimes conflicting. <laughs> a lot of times conflicting like you know in their values and different like key characteristic traits or behaviors that your parents would want from you so i find it quite difficult growing up trying to navigate that it's like you know mom be like don't do this you need to do this this and this then like i'm outside and i'm seeing my friends doing this this and this and i'm like and, and that's normal from them and i'm like well like mom said not to do it but then i want to dig to yes <laughs> so um, it was very very difficult in that sense trying to just you know navigate that but i think as i grew older the more i kind of like you know took the best of both worlds you know assimilated the parts of irish culture that i liked and kept on the parts of uh yoruba culture that you know i liked or like you know felt very strongly like yeah, I think that's the best part of being multicultural is that you can kind of cherry pick what you feel resonates with who you are as a person the most and just get the best of both exactly. worlds. That's brilliant. Exactly. So like from the conflicting part, what parts of your own culture conflicted with Irish culture? Oh, it was, I think a very big one is like a uh, focus on like education. Mm. And I also think that kind of like plays into being an immigrant as well right so bear with me here so nigerians are renowned to be like very studious very bright and really, really focused on their academics even if you if i grew up in nigeria and i'm not saying irish people aren't but probably it's not like you know no i like you know if you're if you're uh growing up in nigeria homes like read your book 
go off and become a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer and get me a prestigious job. That's like, you hear that on a daily basis. I don't think that's you know imprinted as much in an Irish home. Um, so I think that 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 in itself is like you know a big kind of like like difference in terms of like you know you need to you need to be studious and you know from an, an immigrant's perspective you know my mom or my parents are like hey we left you know our lives in Nigeria you know like my mom was probably a similar age to me right now when she moved over so I can only imagine moving over to the other side of the world where communications was not as good and you know leaving all your friends your family everything to move over to a new country and be here for 20 years raising kids so you know i really empathize my mom but i think the point i'm trying to make is that you know she's like hey bro you know i made loads of sacrifices to be here for you to have you know a better quality of life or you know better opportunities in life so you got to make them you have to make the most out of it so in terms of like the conflicts and the clashes you know being an irish person growing up in ireland you don't have that i don't want to call it pressure but expectation on you to be like <laughs> I've made sacrifices for you to be here by, you know, coming over here and you have to you have to do something with that. So I think that is like a huge part of of, of my life growing up anyways. Uh, I don't want to speak for all immigrants or all Nigerians. No, but that's definitely a very common theme amongst immigrant families. It's like we're here for a reason. We're not just here and it's like, ah, oh, do what you want. It's like, no, we're here to succeed because things weren't great back home. I mean, that wasn't my experience because my dad had mental health issues and it was a whole different ball of mess. But no, in general, the immigrant thing is, no, we're here for a better life and you need to succeed, yeah. children, because exactly. that's why we brought you here. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So growing up in Ireland, what was your experience like dating? Oh, do you know, right? I was, um, I was a very like, I don't want to call it like shy. I was a late bloomer. Okay, I was this little like scrawny little kid. My voice didn't break properly till I was like nineteen. <laughs> my, my hair didn't grow. I still can't even grow a proper beard. So I think my in my in my younger years, my experience dating was like, oh my god, like you're talking to me. <laughs> but, <I> obviously, <laughs> but obviously, as I grew older and just became more confident and started to grow facial hair, <laughs> the mark of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 um, I think my, my experience in that sense has always been a positive one. Again, it's one of those things that I don't think I've like reflected on, but I think that's probably a good thing because it means I haven't had like a negative experience, if you get what I mean. Yeah, so it's not something I find myself. It's not something I find myself reflecting on um, a lot. But I think my experience dating has been quite a positive one. I've you know dated white people, I've dated black people, I've dated people from all different kinds. I haven't dated a lot of people, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've dated a reasonable amount of people. It's but, good to do when you're young. <laughs> Get it out of your system before you settle down. Exactly. But, you know, I, I, I've also been, like, you know, in a relationship for, like, the last five years. So, oh, wow. you know, that's, that's a huge chunk of my youth, as they say. Absolutely, because you're only 26. Jesus, so you've been together since you're 21. Yeah, I know she won't leave me alone. I've been trying to tell her for years. <laughs> She's not getting the hint. Oh, poor <laughs> girl. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've been in a relationship with an Irish lady for the last five years. Five and a half years. Oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. Kind of, so, you know, maybe like in my more conscious youth, I haven't, or conscious, you know, as I grew up, grow older, I haven't actually been around the dating scene as much. 
or not as much, just stop your own dignity. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, full stop. So the next question that I want to ask you, do you have a piece of advice that you'd like to give people back home in your country? Oh yeah, this is this is actually an interesting one. Uh, a bit of backstory actually. I was uh, just at a at a house party, less than ten people or fifty people, whatever the rule is. Don't worry. <laughs> like like you know like two weeks ago, and it was just like a lot of like Nigerian people, and we were just talking about our country back home and talking about you know what's going on, you know like in terms of like businesses and the progress that people are making, and like you know the quality of life that people are having over like you know educated people. And we're just like, you know, people back home with similar qualifications to us are living a much better quality of life than we are over here. So it's like, what on earth are we doing over here? Do you kind of get what I mean? Um, fascinating. Yeah, it's so fascinating. And it's just like, okay, as in, you know, the issues with Nigeria is usually, you know, around like security and, you know, just like a lot of corruption. But in, in terms of like, you know, government and policies and all that kind of stuff, but like once you get over that, like it is a great place to live. So we're like thinking it's like, like why are we not, like, we need to move back home. I think to answer your question, the piece of advice that I give to people back home is that like, you know, let's, you know, mobilize together and rise up and, you know, get rid of the corruption out of our country, make our country a safer place to live. And like, let's, <laughs> let's make it that, you know, immigration isn't, you know, oh, I'm forced to like immigrate to another country for a better quality of life to be like, oh, I can just, I want, I, I want to travel and experience other cultures. So I will immigrate away. So I think like we're, we're close to that. So I think my advice is to people back home or to Africans or Nigerians everywhere around the world, <laughs> let's put pressure on people, pressure on our, on our leaders to get things right, you know? So yeah, that would be my piece of advice. Do you find that there are incentive structures to keep corruption going? Yes, like I feel like you know, I like to think I'm an upstanding member of the community, but I feel like if I was to get into um, Nigerian politics or whatever, like, I would probably get corrupted, if that kind of makes sense to you. I think yeah. it's one of those things that, like, you know, you go in with the best best intentions, and you could you, you could see how people get worn down, and you have to have, like, some sort of, like, resounding or resilient character to kind of push through that and you know we nigerians do have resilient and resilient characters so you know we can see more of those people in power and push us in the right direction definitely are you allowed to vote from ireland for politicians back home do you know what? we probably or do you have to go i honestly don't know we probably are but i'll be very very honest like i have zero clue about nigerian politics and it's not necessarily me kind of like forgetting my roots, but you know, I would, obviously I'm Nigerian first because I, I was born in Nigeria, but like, you know, I've also been in Ireland or lived in Europe for like the last 20 years. So I would yeah. see myself as like Irish first, then Nigerian. Yeah. So like, you know, ask me about Irish politics, my own way of living here, like, you know, be ready for a lecture. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of Nigerian politics and being able to vote as such, anything like that, uh, probably not like it doesn't affect the life I'm living here right now so maybe selfishly um, I don't pay too much attention to it but it's difficult to pay attention to everything there's only 24 hours in the day and we exactly. all have our goals and stuff exactly. so exactly exactly yeah, it's a tough one <laughs> yes <Yeah>, so, <laughs> so <laughs> tell us about black and Irish and some of the interesting things that you have discovered since starting the Facebook page and Instagram 
Yeah, um, I have discovered a lot of interesting things, even like, you know, about myself or about black people in general. I think a huge thing, forgive my ignorance, was um, discovering like how much, how huge uh, Afro-Caribbean community we have in Ireland. Like I had blindly uh, be like, oh yeah, if you're talking about black people in Ireland or, you know, immigrants in Ireland, oh yeah, it's all African people. Well, you know, newsflash, Femi, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like a massive, you know, Irish Afro-Caribbean community in Ireland. And I thought that was very, very interesting. I, you know, I was open my eyes to that. Um, other things that I kind of find really interesting or discovered new would be like um, the history of black people in Ireland. Again, you know, naively, I probably shouldn't be saying this because, you know, I don't want to put out the content on the page. <laughs> but yeah, it's all a learning process. So, you know, naively, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, black people only got to Ireland like 20 years ago. Obviously, like, you know, then I was like, actually, you know, black people only got to Ireland like, you know, 50 or 60 years ago. But in reality, we've been here for hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> and I've done, you know, we've done a good bit of research into the history of black people in Ireland. Not good, we've done, we've scratched the surface in terms of researching the history of black people in Ireland, and we find a whole host of very, very interesting things. We've, you know, heard of by people like, you know, Rachel or Raquel Baptiste, uh, who was like, you know, a black Irish musician musician in the late 1700s. We've talked by um, Frederick Douglass, who campaigned alongside, um, um, what's his name? Dan Daniel O'Connell, and Daniel O'Connell is like a huge part of Irish history. But yeah, this guy who spent a long time in Ireland campaigning alongside him, Frederick Douglass, who's a black man. Um, you know, we there's lots and lots and lots there, and I find that extremely interesting because we're not taught it in school, and um, I think it plays a big part into you know selling into Irish culture, selling here as an immigrant, be like you know, and and. You know, Things like being made feel that, like, you know, initially you're a burden upon the system in Ireland uh, and you have to contribute here. Where it's like, well, actually, black people have been contributing to Irish history and Irish society for centuries. So that's a, you know, a nice feeling. <laughs> that is really fascinating. I did not know that myself. <laughs> so I need to visit the page more often get and get page. some little history <laughs> clips. <laughs> get on the page. They're really fascinating. <laughs> That is so cool. Um, and do you feel like it's the pages working to build a bit of a sense of community? Like, are is it only more black Irish that are interacting or is it white Irish as well? What's the kind of demographic of the people that are engaging? Yeah, you know, there's like a couple of ways to even answer that question, right? I think, you know, the first way could be, you know, you know, we obviously we set the page Irish to fight racism initially. But as a byproduct of that, what we find is the page is also also being like a nice like you know signing board for like all black people, black and Irish people to like come together. It's like oh my god, there's like lots of other black and Irish people like me, and you know, unfortunately because of COVID, we can't really capitalize that capitalize on that right now. But ideally, we'd love to like you know run some like events at like bringing the black and Irish community together just to like be like oh like we're not alone. And like, you know, on the flip side of that question as well, like, you know, a large majority of people who actually interact with our page aren't black. <laughs> the right people looking to be, you know, educated on topics of racism, educated or, you know, or, or you know, they're just interested on like, you know, who the black and Irish community are in Ireland. Because, you know, again, if you don't tell people, like, how are they gonna know? If we don't bring this information, if, if we don't put this information out there, you know, like, how are people going to learn? How are people going to, like, interact? You know, we can 
spend all our time being aggrieved at like you know how we've been treated and aggrieved at different situations being put in but you know ha have we made an attempt to put that right as well and if we want to if we want to you know have a better quality of life and you know put to bed the issue of racism and discrimination in this country maybe we should take initiative and close an narrative i think that's my feel on it that's a brilliant brilliant perspective <laughs> And what do you wish to contribute to Irish society? Oh, um, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, as naive as it might sound, I, I genuinely feel that we can really like eradicate the issue of racism in Ireland. Genuinely, um, I think that is... That's so ambitious. <laughs> ambitious. It's ambitious, it's naive, it's whatever you want to call it. But I have a very, very strong belief that we can get it. Absolutely. Um, how long it will be, but you know, let's put in the foundations to to do that. Um, I believe I think one of my other goals, or what we'd like to achieve at the platform, is to you know, fully and really like integrate ourselves like into the society and into Ireland and into Irish culture. Like, obviously, we do that by living there, but like you know, by actually like you know, being part of the powers that be, being in positions of power, being in the media being in the government and you know it, it kind of like you know comes from us you know actually like oh no mobilizing ourselves and be like you know we're capable of doing this it comes from us you know like seeking you know opportunities for ourselves and then like putting the right people in place for those opportunities and really really just like it's, it's not even like about us and you know the black and Irish people in Ireland right now it's probably like for like you know my kids I don't have any kids yet but like my, my future kids like it's for the next generation to kind of like really, really pick up on. So I think what we're trying to do is, you know, set the foundations to kind of really, really, really integrate ourselves into Irish society. Brilliant. And how do you personally go about achieving your goals? What's the process that you use? <laughs> That's the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> um, I think um, they're, they're, it's, it's actually a very simple answer but uh, very hard to put into practice. And I think one, one of the key things is your attitude. Um, I think your attitude um, plays a big part in whatever you achieve, whatever your goals are. Like, you know, we all have good ideas. We all have goals. We all have things we like to achieve. And we all definitely have the capabilities and the skills to do so. But then there's the magic glue that sticks that all together. And that's how you apply yourself. And I think that's your attitude. That's your approach to things. That's being resilient. That's being knowing and humbling yourself. Being like one, you know, I don't know everything. Two, I am, I am wrong a lot of the times. You know, maybe I need, I need help. And it's, it's kind of, it's like, I suppose that like maybe like there is no simple answer in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> but that's life in a nutshell. There is no simple answer <laughs> to anything. Yeah, yeah. I think having, a, having, you know, a clear goal. Um, you know, I want to achieve, you know, I said, I want to like, you know, help eradicate race in Ireland. That's my goal. Um, I kind of have a plan how to get there, but I'm very, very willing to be like, my plan can change. But at the end of the day, the goal is still the same. And the attitude to, for me to achieve that goal, or not me, me and the team, and all of us, all black people in Ireland, to achieve that goal is, 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 is for us to have the right attitude towards it. That's great. And what do you wish that you knew when you first came to Ireland that you know now? Oh, I think that's a very easy one, actually. That, you know, like, it's okay to be black. 
<laughs> no, honestly, like when you really think about it, and I think about like growing up, uh, like I, I was like, you know, not embarrassed. I was like, oh my god, like why am I black? Why am I so different? Why, why don't I fit in? Why is it that someone's teasing me about something? They can tease me over like the color of my skin, you know, tease me over something I have like no control over. And you know, during my growth and journey of life, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that it not not only is it totally okay to be black, it is absolutely fantastic to be black. I love being black. I'm so comfortable in the color of my skin, and <laughs> I, I don't give a shit what anyone else says or thinks about that. I just wish I knew that 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, that's the benefits of growing older and wiser, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Well, older, yes, wiser, maybe not. <laughs> There's more wisdom to be had. You're only 26 after all. Yeah, exactly. Still amazing. And, <laughs> and on that note, Femi, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit of your story and the work that you're up to. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the Facebook page and the Instagram um, so everyone can check out the really cool stories that are on the page and also a bit of history, which I'm super interested in. So thank you very much. Thank you very Femi. much for having me on, Carmen. Oh, I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Oh, that's great. And until the next journey, ciao.